This is the Dead Set Legends podcast on the Listener app with Wendell Saylor, Jude Bolton and Gus Warland. Each week, they bring you the big stars in sport, discuss the NRL issues of the week and have a few laughs in between. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Dead Set Legends. Gus, Jude and Wendell, the last show of the year, boys. How are you feeling, big fella? It's been a big week. It has been a big week. Uh, a lot going on. There was actually... Some weird moments as well. My seven-year-old daughter actually super glued her hands together, would you believe? Um, I, I can believe that. And when you're seeing the, the skin peel back as you're trying oh, to separate yeah. the hands, it, it felt, like, felt like Jeff Daniels in Dumb and Dumber, you know, when he gets a yes. tongue stuck on the chair lid or the yeah. ski lid. <laughs> and it was just like and oh. my wife had to get uh, nail polish remover to try and separate. It was just diabolical. Is she but, okay? Yeah, she's all right. She's all right. But taught, her, taught her a it? lesson. How did she do it? Well, it's her older sister looked as guilty as oh. anything. Yeah, not good. Not good. I think they were doing their nails or something like that. But L- little trick, little trick. Yeah, little trick, yeah. yeah. What yeah. sort of week you've had, Del? Um, it's been a good week. It's just been quite cruisy. Obviously, you know, we um, we had a bit, bit going on. So, um, yeah, we, you know, obviously agreed to uh, stay why on here for a t- couple Why years. did it take you so long to sign your contract? I've got a lot going he on at the moment. Out. He got, holds uh, out no, I've got a lot going on at the moment. <laughs> I've got a few projects on the go and... Um, you know, I just I got a daughter who's um who's the boss of me and just yeah, just had to tick a few things <laughs> off. Does run the show, doesn't she? She does. She's eighteen, turning nineteen, so she's like the brains and the best part of all three of us. I mean, yeah, she just does what she wants to do. But no, but she's it's been good. It's been a good week. But today I got to sit up a little bit because you know after the show we like to catch up and we don't really want to go out because Taylor's up in Brisbane, so we're going to wait till December. Yeah. Um, I didn't tell you guys this, but I, I had nearly start this morning at five a.m. What do you mean? Um, well, I thought I'll just catch the train up today. So, oh, so if, you can have a, yeah, a couple of glasses of wine or something, rosé or verve or whatever we do after the show. Yeah. And uh, as I got to the train station for a six a.m. train, um, the train lines are closed, so I had to get a bus. So, oh, no. so that's all right. It's not, not on the, the bus. Big, not the big Dell on the fifty-two seat. The the I'm a man of the people. That's why Triple M <laughs> listeners love me because I don't think I'm too good. I could have got a private car, you know. But I just we should have sent a limo. No, for No, no. But you know what? That's why people love me because I'm the people's champ. That <laughs> is very, very true. The 2022 NRL draw has come out. There's lots to pick through, Jude. So we thought we would pick sort of the number one things in our mind and throw it to Dell and see what he thinks. Yeah, we're excited about this game. Latrell Mitchell's first game back from suspension will be up against the Chooks in round three. That's going to be fireworks, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be spicy. We obviously know the Joey Marnie situation and what sort of transpired there. But, um, you know, Jared Wehargo's going to be pumped up. And and I know Latrell is, is, uh, you know, a premiership player of uh, the Roosters, but still he hadn't played Mate, look, you know, it's going to be ages since he's played, but he's going to be pumped up. But I reckon Latrell will go away now and understand. Like, he obviously missed the grand final through yeah. his action. He can he can play with that aggression. But you know when Jadwiri Hargrave's changed his um, mindset a little bit and stopped being a bully and play with control and aggression? That's what I reckon we'll see from Latrell now when he comes back in. But oh, I'm well, excited. He'll be, un- he'll be unstoppable then. Oh, of course. such a good player. He's so good. It's something that's just been such a, a great initiative. Yeah. The Magic Roundup in Brisbane featuring all matches at Suncorp Stadium with a Queensland-based team featured on each of the three days in round 10. That is going to be huge. Yeah, well, it was great this year. The whole Triple M team went up there and uh, you and Giles did a really good job. We are out and about and it was virtually the last time we sort of all got to a stadium before it sort of got locked down again. Uh, it's great for Queensland, great for the fans. It's, you know, after being locked down, off and on for lockdown for two years, it's great. People can come from anywhere, you know, Perth and Adelaide and that, Melbourne, and go up there and support their team. And it's like a, a carnival week, so it's it was great. The, it was the first thing my son did. They booked all yeah. their mates and went eight of them last year. They did the same thing this yeah. year. 
year. They've got like a punters club and they put money yep. into it and they're already focused on round 10. Yeah, it's so Pretty good. Cool. We, we need it and it's great for the NRL as well and the teams, the players loved it. And over this last two years with the COVID impact, I mean, the fact that now we've got a chance to take it to the regional fixtures, this, this coming season, an equal record number of regional fixtures with matches being played in Darwin, Dubbo, Wagga, Coffs Harbour, Bathurst, Mudgee, Tamworth, Sunshine Coast, Bundaberg and Mackay. Yeah, Amazing. well, I think it's been great in the last couple of years. What we've done is those areas have been really strong because obviously the stadiums through COVID and stuff and the country people have got out and supported it. But also sometimes when we're planning the big things, you know, uh, you know, the women in the league and all that, which is fine, we sort of forget about the country areas and the country football because, you know, they've got drought and they've got all this stuff going on and it's good that we haven't forgotten them and, and, and we haven't forgotten them through this. It's going to be a better time now for rugby league, but also these areas like Mackay and Bundaberg, like Bundaberg, I'm going to make that Okay, mate, how do you guys get a game <laughs> in Bundaberg? The town will swell, won't yeah, it? Yeah, a mate that, of mine, Scott yeah. Mackey, and he, he's just so excited. He reckons he's so excited about it already. It's great. That's perfect. MJ's been saying for years, yes. every club in the city should have a Good. regional town that they go and play a couple of matches yes. with. You go to the schools, you go to the area, and you make it NRL for that week. Look, look at a guy like a young Matt Burton. Imagine him going back to Dubbo oh. or whatever. And like, look at him now as a premiership player, going back there. All those kids, they want to be the next Matt Burton. Absolute heroes. What about the reigning premiers? The Panthers will kick off the season against Manly in a Thursday Massive night game. blockbuster. Yeah, I'll be calling that game. I can't wait. That's the Thursday night call I got. But also Manly, I'm, I'm, you know, they would have done a lot of work in the offseason. They're going to do some work, but they can't just depend on the, the Turbo Brothers. We know there's three of them there. I think there's another one coming through the system, but they have to have a plan B and C. But also the Panthers now, um, you know, they've been in and around that premiership for the last two years. They've won one, lost one. They'll be there again come the business end. But I, I want to see Manly really step up now because they've got the plans to do that. Full house. That'll be incredible. So Thursday good. night, you'll be calling it. How good's that? The All Queensland Derby, the Broncos up against the Cowboys, shifting to a daytime rather than nighttime. What's it like playing in the day rather than nighttime? Is it better to throw the footy around if it's during the day, if the weather's okay? Yeah, you get more expensive football and you just get so much more confident when it's sunny and it's a it's a real afternoon sort of. We all grew up with a lot of afternoon football, whether it's Saturday or Sunday afternoon. It's a traditional time slot. It, it? it is a traditional time slot, but also the fans in Queensland, they usually love it as well. So this is going to be great and and obviously those couple of players now that are going to um to the Broncos you know Capewell and obviously Adam Reynolds that's going to make it exciting and the Cowboys too we'll talk about it later on but Jonathan Thurston he's going to be on their coaching staff now yeah. with the halves isn't he He's working with the halves, and that's what you've got to do. Well done from Toddy Payton and Dean Young, because if you've got someone, one of the greats of the game, mate, you've got to use him. It's like Andrew Johns. He's gone going back to Newcastle. Newcastle. Perfect. And Benji going to the Tigers. It's sort of it, everything's good in rugby league works. again, isn't it? It works. All stars are aligning, you know? Grand final that's... rematch, round four, Friday night. It's going to be the Panthers, the Rabbitohs. How good's that? Oh, mate, this, this is going to be great. And this is what we, we love about football. You know, you, you want these iconic sort of clashes. Um, there's no love loss here. And we know we, we saw that grand final. There wasn't much in it. But um, this is going to be exciting, and this is what the game loves. We had a um, we had the big fellow on here a couple of weeks ago talking about you know not releasing the draw. Was it last week or yeah, yeah. Peter Valandi? Uh, yeah, Peter Valandi. Yeah. Like, yeah. It had been leaked through. You know, just, <laughs> yeah. But he wasn't we were excited because he wasn't happy to talk about <laughs> it. But it has maximised it. Leaks in rugby league? No, oh, no, surely not. It's and last sieve. thing, mate, the Ampole State of Origin. We've got games in Sydney, Perth, Brisbane, and the Women's State of Origin game is going to be played on the twenty fourth of June, just before game two of the men's. What about going to Perth rather than having another game in Sydney because we missed out completely last year? Are you happy them going national with Adelaide and Perth and Melbourne? Yeah, because they've been great supporters of, you know, it's the it's National Rugby League, but obviously too. State of Origin. It's, it's Even if you don't watch Rugby League, these games you sort of watch, you know. It's like the AFL Grand Final to an extent. Um, you know, people will watch this game. And also, I've got to say, we talk about State of Origin. Well done to the Queensland Rugby League too. 
the women are getting paid the same as the guys too. Yeah, fantastic so, initiative. Love it. You know, and Thanks hopefully you New South Wales people will do that too because, you think know. Only a matter of time. I, I think you will. I think we'll fall over yeah. and do that. That makes total sense to me. We've spoken to this man a few times. He is a dead set legend. Have a listen. Our next guest is the future of Australian boxing. And now he's a superstar. And let me just put my sunglasses on because the future is bright. Here they come. Oh, he held the Australian light middleweight title and is now the number one ranked Oz Super Welterweight boxer. Fighting out of the blue corner, please welcome Dead Set Legend. Tim oh, yeah, Timmy Zoo's on the line again, boys. G'day, Tim. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely, our pleasure. When we play that to you, we get excited. We're bouncing around <laughs> like we're Rocky in the uh, in the studio. What is it like for you? Do you get that everywhere you go? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to punch on now, actually. That was a good little psych up. <laughs> good on you, mate. How are you feeling about the fight coming up? We're right behind you, of course. Yeah, it's it's good. Um, been a busy period of time, but, you know, um, it's coming up to the last few days. So I'm looking forward to this fight week and being able to, to put on a big show here in Australia. Tim, what's the sort of preparation before a fight like this? How how early do you start to taper off, and what's those tra- training sessions look like in the lead up? Yeah, the last week you sort of you slow it down, you start losing a bit of the your weight. Uh, it's all about making weight and just getting yourself ready and prepared. You know, like the, all the hard work's already done. You know, it's been twelve weeks of nonstop sparring. Um, it's it's been it's, it's been a hell of a ride. And what do you most have to be wary about uh, with Takeshi in a way? He's an unorthodox fighter. He's a he, he comes in with weird angles and he punches. He's, he's sort of like a like a like a Jeff Horn type style, and mm. rugged and strong, and and that you know. So uh, in this fight, it's all about being fit, uh, being strategic, and uh, seeing the shots. Mate, what we love about you guys is, uh, mate, you're real boxers. You know, the footy players, you know, we, we won a box and we get in there and go, well, we know why you guys get paid the good money. But even I saw uh, last week, I think, with the V8, V8 car drivers, you were in there and you were commenting about, look, one of them was going all right. So the boys love it, don't they? Yeah, yeah. The, the V8 supercar drivers actually did all right. And then I had a few of the, the Sydney King players actually the other day. Uh, yeah, boxing's good fitness and, and like, you know, other athletes, they don't realise how hard and, and tough it actually is. And we were just hitting the pads with the boys. Um, and I was telling them, imagine actually trying to yeah. punch on and, you know, that feeling and, and they were just like crazy about it. <laughs> how important is the Aussie crowd going to be behind you at uh, Kudos Bank Arena on Wednesday? It's going to be phenomenal. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's another, mo- it's so motivating, you know, to, to be coming into a, into a packed-out arena with, with screaming Aussie fans. You know, this, this is one of the reasons why I, I do all of this, you know. Uh, it's all part of the fun and the thrill, and, and I'm glad that I, I get to put Aussie boxing back back on the map and have something and have a night for people to, to look up up to. Mate, you, uh, I know you, there's a few hobbies that you like in and around um, your sport, but, mate, I hear that you love your cars, you love, love your fast cars. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a problem, but... <laughs> Trust me, it's not the worst problem you can have. <laughs> it might be all that a few, so don't worry. <laughs> yeah, it's good fun. What, what's your favourite? Yeah. Oh, man, don't get me started now. <laughs> yeah. What's, your, what's my, your dream car? Love, what's your dream car? 
I love my American muscle. Yep. Uh, but I also love I love like uh, exotic speed cars, like sport cars as well. So you know. Oh, yeah. Well, if you keep winning like you're doing, mate, yeah. you'll be able to buy whatever you like. And yeah. we wish you all the best, mate. You're always so very kind Absolutely. with your time with us. We've spoken to you many times on yeah. the Dead Set Legends. I hope you feel the love coming back from us. We're right behind you. And twenty and oh, yeah, twenty eight. Yeah. You're going out. Yeah, Jude, Jude, there. Jude will be I'll there. Be there. Yeah. yeah, I actually sat next to your mum at, oh, at the one when you won in Parramatta. You won it so yeah. easily. We yeah. we still had our hot cup of coffee from the oh, from the no. VIP area, but yeah. she was she was sitting there just looking, going, "Just please get make it happen really, really quickly." Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what she's like. She was nervous as anything. Yeah, of course. No, it's a, it'd be hard for for a parent to watch their to watch their kids fight, but uh, good on her. <laughs> exactly. She's an absolute ripper, mate. And thanks again, and best of luck. We'll be there to support you. Good luck. Yeah, team. thanks for having me, guys. Triple M's Dead Set Legends tackled the on-field drama. Now it's time to tackle the big off-field questions. Have you got a real-world question or moral dilemma you need help solving? Now's your time to call the Dead Set Legends judiciary as they debunk, or possibly rebunk, the, the major issues affecting your life. Yeah, this is the moment for us to step up, boys, outside of our comfort zones and give some of our listeners the yep. answers that they require. That's what we do. Uh, the below was emailed in from Paul in Heathcote. Hey, guys. I was reading this article online the other day and wanted your opinions on it. A father in the UK was sick of people speeding down his street, so he hit a camera in a homemade bird. What? Wow. He then admitted to taking the captured footage from the camera each week into the local cop station. Well, he's overstepping, I think. Do you think he's gone too far? Shouldn't he get a life and leave it up to the government to police this sort of stuff? Surely this is snitchy behaviour, and I'd like... Spying on drivers is more illegal than the speeding itself. So he's actually put his own speed camera up outside his own house. Correct. Because he was worried about people speeding. He's got family, so forth. I can sort of understand it, I, but I think I, he's I think he's overstretching, isn't he? Well, you don't like people just hooning through streets and local streets. And hooning. I like the word hooning. No, but, but this sort of snitchy behavior, as he's mentioned, this is what breaks communities down, I think. I, you know, people sit there and worry about their neighbors doing something and they're such and such as doing it too loud a noise here or just have a conversation with them or things like that. Obviously, this is a different situation. Someone's flying down the street, but that sort of stuff to go and hand into the cops. Or just So oh. he's taken all these photos. Then he's walked into the cop each week, Dell, and said, here are the people that are speeding. Here are the people you need to find. Yeah. Do you reckon he's overstretched? Yeah, of course he has. But look, I can understand, like you, if you've got family and stuff and you're worried about the kids, you know, because we all know they like to play in the streets, especially back in our day. That's all we did, oh, you know. It was correct. Like, but you I go home when the streetlights came on. Exactly. I can understand what he's doing now, but still, mate, snitches, I don't want to say the other word where they end up, but oh. mate, you, you can't be doing that. I just don't think that you can do that because I know what he's trying to do. Let the police do their job and then you do your job well, and mind your own business. If it's the same driver doing it every day, okay, you take the number plate and you go, this is no, unacceptable. Like, and, and, they're gonna, and they're going to, you know, okay. run over That's, someone. So he's, do, he's done a good thing here. What if he looks at the, at the footage and goes, hey, this bloke keeps clipping up 12 times a week, this bloke. Mm-hmm. He's a young bloke on yeah. his piece. Would that be okay? I think the that's fact okay. that he's focused that's in on someone, one bloke. Like yes. If someone's just and and they're a liability to people around them as well as himself. Okay, I think that that makes sense. So like you, you can s- snitch, but you can't snitch on a mass scale. Oh, yes. Putting a camera, taking it in regularly, and that's just, that's what's oh. called too much time on your hands. I know he's trying to do it for the right reasons, but he this bloke, he's he's a busybody. They're the yeah. same <laughs> people who turn up at like local council, sort of. And just and want to just pick nitpick over every incident in yeah. going on in the community. The trees over thing oh. here and the thing there and get a life. <sighs> yep. Terrible. Get All a right. life. Thank you very much, Paul from Heathcote. Hopefully you, Paul. we've answered your question. We're all in agreement. This bloke needs to pull his head in, but we do understand where he's coming from. 
Time now to talk the World Cup T20. Yeah! Australia take on New Zealand in the T20 World Cup final Monday. Available on KO. Now the Triple M Dead Set Legends T20 mini moment. How good is that? Australia takes on New Zealand in the T20 World Cup final on Monday, available on KO. And we've got Brad Adden to talk about that. And you were quite bullish that we could get the job done and get into the final uh, hads. How good was it? Mate, it was outstanding. Um, what Wade and Soinis did at the end, when start, the game started to get uh, a bit too close for comfort, was outstanding. The, the, what Matthew Wade did to, to play those ramp shots under pressure mm. to a Freedy Bowl in 147 Ks, that's extraordinary skill under pressure. Pakistan was terrific. I mean, the, the openers particularly, Rizwan and Baba, and then, you know, Zaman's... Zaman's uh, They've been brilliant all tournament, like haven't they? Have, his, yeah. his efforts were terrific. But just to be able to, you know, dig in at that late stage was just phenomenal, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. There was some really good um, power hitting at the end. As you said, the, the openers continue their good form from the tournament. But the one thing that I noticed, um, Pakistan showed a lot of resilience this series, and we haven't seen that in the past. But... There's a couple of things at the end when the game got under pressure. You, you've seen that drop catch, a, a few misrunnings, runouts, a, a few little behaviour things started to come out when they got put back under pressure by the Australian team. And, and in the end, that, that cost them the game. But mate, they, they've had an amazing tournament. Not a lot of people picked them to, to be where they were. Uh, and, and I think they uh, got a lot of fans from the style of cricket they play. Well, Hads, I'm a big fan of the Kiwis and the way they play. And see you later, England. I love when England went out the that? Ball. that was so good. But, mate, what do the Kiwis do? What do the Kiwis need to do to go to the next step? We know they've made a couple of finals now, and they just fall short. And I know they're playing some great cricket at the moment. What do they need to do? You reckon to execute in that World Cup final? Yeah, it's a good question, Della. The, the one thing with the Kiwis, I'm not 100 percent sure they they think they can beat us in, in, in a final. We've got a great record against them in in World Cup events, but. This Kiwi team's a different one. They've got a, um, a lot of fight. They all believe um, in what they're trying to do. They play their roles really well. I think to, to beat us, they've got a Bolt's got to bowl well with the new ball. Um, I think he has to, to set the tone and get early wickets and put some pressure on our middle order. And Guptill, I think, is a big player also in the power play. He's got to get off to an aggressive start, take the three fast bowlers on. Um, of Australia, but mate, I, I think we're peaking at the right time. I, I really like what I'm seeing at this group at the moment. Mate, I like the way Davey played. He set the tone, poked his chest out a bit and put his presence on the game. Isn't it uh, class permanent and form is temporary? He's showing that in this World Cup. What about, before we let you go, mate, Devin Conway, one of the real, real big players in the New Zealand Huge team breaks. with Mitchell there. That, mate, was, that was so important. They wouldn't have won if they didn't get that, that Exactly right. Game. Well, he's not in the final. So he's not in the final. He, he, he hits his bat in desperation after getting out against England <laughs> and breaks his hand. Crazy. Yeah, well... Uh, it's going to be a story to tell your grandkids in years to come why he missed the, the World Cup final. But he, he's a huge loss. I, I think he, he's only come into the team the last 12 months. And I, and I think they've missed the class back in the middle. And, and he was that guy. Um, he keeps wickets for them. Um, he was a left-hander. And he controlled the middle with Kane Williamson. So I, I think it's a huge, huge loss. So it's an interest. He must be a bad break. Normally for a final, I, I heard it was a pinky. He could maybe put a needle in it and get through, but he, he must have done a good job. Mm, yeah. what, what, what about this for Justin Langer, I guess, as well? I mean, the temperature in the in the, uh, in the the dressing sheds with the players at this stage, it's been a pretty heated environment, but this must be just so good to be riding this wave at the moment. Yeah, it is. And, and, and looking from the outside, he looks a lot more, more relaxed. Um, he, he's got this team peaking at the right time, which is good. I, I know there's a lot of talk leading into this tournament about uh, different styles of coaching, whether the, the players were happy that there was some conflict. But the one thing 
that they needed to do. They needed to get away as a team. Um, they needed to get away, um, have it out in the, uh, in the room, look each other in the eye, rather than playing it out um, in the media or, or he said, they said. That they got it over there. They looked each other in the eye. They sorted it out. And, and now they're playing the cricket that could win us the first uh, 2020 World Cup, that we, the only piece of silverware we don't have. Yeah, the only one you didn't win, big fella. Well yeah. played to oh, you, Hads. Oh, Thanks a lot for everything you've done for, for us this year, mate. Looking forward to hearing yeah. your dulcet tones on the Ashes coverage coming up in, uh, in well, only 25 days' time, mate. It's going to be an absolute ripper summer. It's going to be a huge summer, so stay safe, boys. We've had a wonderful year, haven't we, boys? It's been a lot of fun. We just uh, get in here on a Saturday and there's always a few gaffes and a few... Uh, Cock-ups here and there, but um, yeah. we always have a lot of fun. Well, we're not professionals at the end of the day. Uh, 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 we do the best we uh, possibly can. Excuse me, you two are hunt, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> so we put together a little bit of a combination of some of the fun we've had this year, and we want to play that to our listeners, our magnificent listeners, right now. Oh, Lindsay Lohan. Did you have a stroke while you were saying that? Is that the, is that the lady that's a twin? No, that was a movie. No, you you played a twin in a movie. That's right. I remember watching yeah. with my daughter's one Jeez, day. Okay. this up. Went to Bali. On the end of season trip. And then we're at this club. Oh. We knew we had a fight. And this bloke, he gets out of the car, pulls a gun out, oh. puts it to my head. Benny Eichen stepped in for me and let me just tell you, I minded my menace for the rest of the trip. <laughs> I bet you did. Del, you've experienced as a young man and all through your life. I remember coming out from school, been racially vilified on the sporting field. And mum knew I was sad because I wear my heart on my sleeve. And Mum goes, what's wrong? And I said, oh, one of these kids called me a black so-and-so. She goes, be proud of who you are and where you come from. No matter what they say, they can't hurt you. But I reckon it still hurts now because we're here in 2021 and it's still happening. Okay, bang. And I've hit this bloke. As I went bang, I looked up and, mate, I just, I was thinking, pray for me. Pray for me. <laughs> it was Ian Roberts. <laughs> Ian Roberts. All this fear. I thought, I'm gone here, mate. <laughs> Something came across my desk. The great man, Carl Stefanovic. This audio from the Today Show. A monk has broken his vow of celibacy after being caught shopping at Melbourne's adults-only store, Sexyland. Gus, people are under a lot of pressure at the moment. Every time I've ever shopped at that particular place, I've always picked up a 50% discount, so I hope he picked up that coupon before he went in there having a look around. It's been a long time between drinks, so why not have a crack, mate? It's a COVID world. But I was sitting having a coffee at Stay Ground in my coffee shop in Collaroy. And this bloke came up to me and he said, I've got some memorabilia that I'd love to give you. And I went, oh, I've actually got it here. Have a look at these Look boys. at this. This is a pair of tracksuit pants. Oh, my goodness. From the Wallabies. Look how big they are. If you look at the label... So this bloke, he found them in an op shop. He bought them for a dollar. These are too big for me when I was fat. Yeah, but I'm muscle. Have you seen me? I'm, I'm a beast. Muscle. I like big butts and I cannot lie. Gus Gould, 2000 Grand Final. Gus did an article saying why the Roosters will beat the Broncos. So we'd won the Grand Final, obviously. The boys go, mate, he's even got Phil Gould's number. So I call Phil Gould. He answers. I have it on a loudspeaker. I said, hey, Gus, it's Wendell Saylor here, mate. He goes, how you going, mate? I said, oh, look, just want to say, we're sitting here with a permission trophy, mate. And they kept pumping me up. <laughs> but respect to Phil Gould. He said, boys, you were too good. Would you have survived if the NRL had a COVID bubble when you were playing? Mate, I, I was thinking about this. Everyone knows that answer. I got in trouble in Wallabies camp, Waratahs camp, Queensland camp. We were supposed to be home by midnight, and then I snuck out. You know that naughty little boy that thinks, okay, don't do that? I think, you know what? I'm going to do it. Only yeah. one of us received a VIP McDonald's card. Who was that? Me. It was a beautiful thing. Now, said card is not in your possession, is it? Correct. Who has that McDonald's card now? Wendell Saylor. I've actually got a transactional record from that 
McDonald's car. <laughs> must have been the kids. The kids must have used oh, it. the kids. First of all, in Padstow. $19 <laughs> on the 11th of April. So the next day, first thing in the morning at Sydney Airport. That night, same night, twice in a day, McDonald's fig tree. It's my daughter. We're That's... just tapping, we're just tapping the card. I love this. And then then two times again on the 20th of April, morning yeah. and afternoon. I'll go to the kids. I don't know. Oh, I don't, some of those probably I... in mine, but I don't care. Like, mate, big dog's got to eat. It's celebration time, mate, boys. There's balloons in the. How in good the is it? Studio. Well, they what's wanna, going on? They want to get rid of us. I think <laughs> we're out of Saturday mornings, boys. But next year we are coming in hot during the drive show, four to six pm Monday Ooh. to Friday. The Dead Set Legends will be the rush hour next year, and it all got out in the press, I suppose, during the week. Did and you like it? I did. Oh. <laughs> I did an announcement on the Moon Man yeah. show with MG and uh, and Pagey and Jess on Friday. Boys, we're going. We're into the big time. We're going to drive. Look out! Yeah, that's that sleep bins on Saturday. You know, oh. don't have to worry about it. You just roll in, Dell. It's two hours of work. I want at least a good quality hour each drive. Yeah, well, you know what I bring to the team, guys. I'm the X Factor. So you guys do all the leg work, and then I'll come and can, I'll deliver on game day. Can you do a consistent Monday to Friday job or not? Oh, uh, I think so, but I'll just see how I go. I, I told uh, Rexy Morris that I waited waited a while to commit to it, but uh, this is because it was you guys. I know I can lift for you guys. You know, Rexy Morris is our boss, and yeah. believe me, we we all had those discussions with yeah. him whether or not we wanted to do it or not. But the basic yeah. fact is. It's been unbelievable fun working with you two blokes. You know, we've had a wonderful team behind the scenes as well. But at the end of the day, the three of us have a ball on the radio. And the thought of doing that every single day and the drive slot for me, because a lot of people have said, what about Gotcha for Life? For me, I can still do a lot of Gotcha for Life stuff. I can still do stuff in the evenings, the mornings and weekends. So I've been able to focus the last couple of years of building a team around me to do that. Um, and I just can't wait till next year. It's so exciting to just be uh, keep the team together and uh, and take it onto onto the Broadway stage. Look, it's free, bit of fun, bit look, of fun. Look, to be honest, I, look, I, I think I was more of a sort of a breakfast sort of show oh. man. I was aiming for that, but look, drive on. You the need way. to build up to it. You go Saturdays yeah. into drive. No, I wanted to go straight to Brecky, mate. But look, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I want to do the drive show first and see where we're you at. You seem like to be getting ahead of yourself just a little bit, though. A bit like the your fact, Waratah mate, career. We're actually, we're actually at. We're, <laughs> <laughs> We're actually announcing our drive show oh, and you're already pitching for, bre- oh, for oh, breakfast. Sorry, sorry. I just like to plan ahead now, but um, <laughs> it's, just, it's very humbling. It's going to be great because I love what, what, what we all bring to the, to the team and stuff. But also when you walk in here and obviously the sales team, the marketing team and everyone that does their job here. So that's all the stuff that goes behind the scenes and we just, you know, get in here and just do our thing and, um, yeah, you guys work a bit harder than me, but it's so enjoyable. It's yeah. just a family, you know. I don't mind working a bit hard. I didn't play for Australia in rugby union and rugby league. I only played in in, in dodgeball. Dodgeball, yeah. No you, one cares you never about played... that. No, so... What do you mean? Just, no one cares about no dodgeball. No one cares. And so... just those lower grades in knocks, is that right? Just Mate, the cricket? It was first for three years, but oh. let's not get into that. Boys, next year we yeah. are going to be back. Be a... Four to six. Thank you so much for your love and when support do we start? for this show. We start on the 17th of January. Oh, I didn't even year. know. That's way too get early. Get your head in the game. Get your head in the game. I'm there. I'm there. Whatever you need. I don't reckon we'll even make it like there's, there's Christmas parties to come and things like that you know make sure you do the codes as well yeah. <laughs> what are some of the highlights for you Jude oh look I've just loved uh doing the Dead Set Legends uh all round a sports quiz and bring in some of our listeners and um and seeing them trying to take you down I think they always come in with just a head full of steam and yeah. uh and Dell's always there just to, as the phone a friend 
What yeah. about you, Dill? What have you enjoyed about uh, the last year on, on Drive oh, Brother? I just love this. You can come to work. It doesn't feel like work. And, you know, we talk sport or entertainment or whatever. We gossip. Like, you guys like to gossip behind the scenes and I listen. <laughs> um, you know, even Keisha, you know, the panel, you know, panel up. And then um, it's just a really good family. And it's good when you, you can come to work and you just don't feel like it's work. And then, obviously, the guests that we have, like some of the greats of Australian sport or international sport, I think that's that's the best part of How our amazing. job. Yeah. We've, we've had some incredible guests. Unbelievable. And, and they love our show and we love them. They do. Lane Beachley, yeah. Kurt Fern. Luke Hodge, Heath Shaw, Sam Burgess, Mark Geyer. Uh, we've got a couple of Polly Stewart airs. Anthony, Anthony Albanese could be PM. Yeah, good man. By the next time we rock yeah. around. Greg Blewett, Paul Gallen, mm. the Barefoot Dutchman, Emma Friedman, Mel McLaughlin, Drew Mitchell, Tim Horan, Tom Harleyman. How many people Amazing. do you want to go through? Yeah. Incredible. And you're right, Keisha's been doing the panel operating. Yeah. If we can just turn you on for a second, yeah. Keisha, oh, just to say guys. thank you very much for everything thank you've you. done. You're moving on to bigger and better things next year to yeah. another radio station, so we can't talk about it. It's not announced yet. No. <laughs> But thank you very much for everything you've done. You've yeah, been an absolute you. legend. Thank you. We've thank got you. we've got our executive producer who is absolute one yeah. of the best in the business. Good day, Tay. We can't talk to you, unfortunately. You can actually, oh, we yeah. Can. Tay, we can bring you in. Tay, thanks hey, for every, thanks for everything. You've been an Cheers, absolute Tay. legend. You make it so easy for us. But also, you know what else Love she's done? Guys. Sorry, Taylor. Also, her fiance, he's been in the Warriors and the NRL. So big uh, master. He's done a really good job there too. Exactly. Thanks for so. everything, babe. Well, love you guys. Much appreciated. Yeah. And Laura, who's just been you know, oh, an absolute she's, legend. She's she, a goat. Can't, she's, she guides the ship. Yeah, she? she doesn't want to talk on air, yeah. but she's like the overall guru of producers in radio, and she's been a legend. She'll be our producer next year on, on Drive doing Dead Set Legends, the rush out. So thanks very much to everyone. It's 65 days until we are back, 25 days until that first uh, ball at the Gabba, where I'll be chatting around the cricket. Have a fantastic Christmas and holiday. Love you all, and thanks for all your support on our show. We love you as our listeners. You really are. You make it for us, and we'll look forward to seeing you next year. Yes. Yeah, have a great Christmas. And well done to you, Gus, because uh, you're passionate about Got You For Life, but you're passionate about people, and you've got a bit going on too, so well done, big man. Good on you. Thanks, Dill. Love you, mate. Like know, you, I love, love you too. like a brother. Yep. Good on you, and lots of love. Merry Christmas to all our amazing listeners. Bye-bye.